hand to hand right there. Good job, guys. Awesome job. <clears throat> All right, how y'all doing? Hello. Hello. Did I say it wrong? Hello. <laughs> I don't know why it's still so funny. All right, give me, give me a, uh, a southern hallelujah. You ready? One, two, three. Woo, man, I like that. Hey, can I get all the teachers, staff, administration, custodian, you name it, that work here? Could you stand up real quick, real fast? Y'all, that's not everybody. Y'all get my man, great, great staff, great people here. That's it, yep, yep, that's good. All you be seated. Thank you, thank you. It's you, man, it's you. Not coffee? Anyway, I love coffee. Uh, how, everybody doing good? Man, I'm going to be honest I'm going to miss you guys. I'll tell you, y'all have been awesome. I've enjoyed hanging out with you. You know, talk about Chick-fil-A. I did eat Chick-fil-A while I was here uh, every day, but uh, I did. And um, I, I got to thinking one time because I like Chick-fil-A so much. I was like, man, you know, I give my tithe there and I support missions when I, when I buy food there. But anyway, so um, my dream is to plant a Chick-fil-A like overseas somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if it'd do as well. But anyway, so I figured one day, you know, Jesus is God. He, he created the world. He made the, the, the Kathy family, and they made Chick-fil-A, so I assume it's from the Lord. But anyway, so, uh, so I figured one day, you know what, if when I get to heaven and I see Jesus, and I see his face, and I see those nail-scarred hands and feet, I'm just going to be like, Lord, thank you so much for all you've done for me. And I am convinced that he's going to have a big old grin on his face, and he's going to go, it's my pleasure. I'm just saying, I think that's what's going to happen. I could be wrong. I mean, you could check that biblically, but I think that's what's going to happen. All right, so you ready? All right, let's go. I'm going, spend, I'm going to bend down a little bit more today. Is that okay? I almost think I might sit on here or something like that. I'm not sure. All right, so y'all know I'm from Mississippi, right? Okay. So if somebody asked today, like, are you in Mississippi or South Carolina? Well, I mean, I just moved to South Carolina, but I'm born and raised in the SIP. Um, so uh, I got some property out there. You know, grew up on 101 acres, got like eight acres of my own. And uh, growing up, I, I had all these like wild uh, uh, different things in my pasture. And every year, uh, at the same time, I would, inside, I would get like this, this, this particular like season, right? Uh, and, and every time it would get near, I'd be like, my heart would start racing, my palms would start kind of getting sweaty. I get really excited. You know, I'm like, oh man, and in my heart, I hear, it's time, you know? Because I was like, oh, this is this season, this is my favorite season of the year out of any season you could possibly imagine. Not, not just temperature, but like any season that's out there that, you know, from sports, it's my favorite one. And, uh, and I, I'm like, oh, man, it's time. It's time. I'm kind of like jumping up and down. I'm getting ready. You know, it's like a month and a half season. I'm like, oh, baby, it's time. It's ready. And that season for me is blackberry picking season. Y'all have blackberries here? Okay, just making sure. You're like, oh, okay, awkward. Anyway, so, but, but it's blackberry picking season. It is my absolute favorite season of any sports season. I like sports, hunting season, fish. I love all that. But blackberry picking season is my favorite. Now, in Mississippi, it's a little different. So you got to put on, I ain't talking about those little, like, uh, you know, the, the blackberry patches that you cut, you know, had, like down there, like the promised land blackberries you carry between the pole all the way back home. I'm talking about wild blackberries. So there's some dangers. There's some potential pitfalls. You know, you got uh, you got briars. Okay, as those are stickers kind of stuff. You got red bugs, or uh, some people call them chiggers, like they're little red bugs, right? They get on your skin, and you have to, you know, it itches a lot. Uh, you could have snakes out there, right? Yeah, if you like snakes, that's good. Remember the garden. Anyway, so they got spiders. You get spiders out there. I, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I do not like spiders. I'm not saying there's arachnophobia, but it's close. Um, you got, uh, 
you got all kind of dangers. I mean, here's the thing. One of the biggest things is, because you got to put long pants on, big boots on. you got to put long sleeves on. you got to put a hat on. Because in Mississippi, and last year there was, a, uh, there was an article that said Mississippi has the hottest, nation, hottest summers in the nation. You're welcome. All right? Coronavirus is not in Mississippi, by the way. It's probably right. It's like, I ain't going there. But anyway, so, but, so it, it, the, in Mississippi, you got what's called humidity. Okay, so there's only one temperature, like when it comes to like the season of temperature in Mississippi, and it's called hell. <laughs> okay, it is stupid hot in Mississippi. I'm just being honest with you. So you got that to deal with, okay? But it's my favorite time of the year, right? I mean, I'm going through all these potential dangers, all these potential things, getting cut up, sweating to death. I mean, all this kind of stuff I'm braving in order to go pick blackberries. Like it's time, you know? So here's the question. Why would I do it? Like why would I go out there when it is 150,000 degrees? I mean, the humidity is so bad I can write my wife love letters and it stays all day. I love you. Be back later. And it stays in the, in the sky. I mean, it's horrible, right? So why would I do that? Because of what it produces, because of what comes from it, right? You can get you some blackberry uh, jelly or jam, it depends on where you're from. If you're healthy like me, you can put blackberries on your ice cream because <laughs> it's health, e er. Um, you could uh, put some, you could make like blackberry uh, uh, muffins if you wanted to, like blackberry pie. Uh, but if you know what you can make, if you've ever had it, the big thing while you do it is, I guess you don't know. It's a blackberry cobbler. <laughs> oh, you ever had blackberry cobbler? You have, anybody have blackberry cobbler? Okay, I'm just making sure. Because blackberry cobbler, if you know it, and I don't know about here, but in the South, you put a little thing called sugar in there. And if you want to make it healthy, you call it sugar. Okay, so it's the same thing. But blackberry cobbler is so good, it makes you want to slap your mama. <laughs> and then you realize, I just slapped my mama. I am so sorry. Like, it ain't good. I don't care what continent you own, it's not good. But it's so good, right? So, so I go through all that, all that picking those blackberries. I do all those things that you, know, that you go through because of what's coming, right? I do it because of the reward. I do it because of what it's going to produce. Like all that cobbler that you get to have. I mean, I love it. It's my favorite time of year. You know, it's like eating Chick-fil-A ice cream all the time. It's so good. So, but one day I was out there in the, in the fields, right? And I'm sitting there. You can imagine I'm covered from head to toe in, in clothes and stuff like that. And, uh, and I'm sitting there and, and, and I got this big bucket here. I've been out there about two hours and I've been picking my little heart out, you know? And, and I raise up for a second. I mean, I'm just drenched. I'm soaking wet, but I'm having a blast though, right? I can't get anybody to come join me. I don't blame them. But I, I lift up and all of a sudden, it's like a, I'm not saying I like a vision or anything. I'm just saying it's like I saw this sea of blackberries, I mean, just all over the place from here to outside. I just like, I was sitting there and I was like, oh my goodness, all this potential cobbler, right? All this potential that's out here. And I'm, I mean, I'm picking my heart. I mean, I'm, I'm trying my best. I'm doing my part. But I stood there and I went, oh my goodness, I'm kind of overwhelmed. Like, I need some help. I need people who have like my heart for this, that see the potential in this, that want to get out in the fields with me and, and do this together and, and can have all these cobblers and things that happen. I need help bad. I need people who want to come and do it. Maybe they got creative ways that I don't have that can help me pick these blackberries. And I sat there and I remember thinking about a verse. I remember thinking about Jesus. I remember thinking about the one who, who like gives us shelter 
right, you know, that gives us clothes to wear, that puts food in our bellies, that gave us Chick-fil-A, praise God, right? I remember the one that whether we like him or not, whether we follow him or not, has taken care of us very, very well, even though there's been things throughout our life. I remember the one who, who, who created the world and has sustained it ever since then, who's been so good to us as a whole, right? You know what I'm saying? Like I remember him when I was out there sitting there going, man, I need some help. But I remember what he said, and look at, look at verse not, uh, Matthew chapter 9, it'll be up on the screen. Hey, I got a question for you. Can I get down here or does it mess this up? I can? Okay, good. Y'all okay if I get down here for a second? Okay, good. If that messes you up, oh, welcome to a TED Talk. Anyway, so here we go. Thank you, Tony Robbins. <laughs> that is not funny. Anyway, so I heard Tony Robbins. I tell him this has nothing to do with what I'm about to say. I heard Tony Robbins, that guy that does all the talking for the, I don't know what he does. But anyway, he said, if you take a shower in the morning at like 51 degrees, basically you take an ice cold shower in the morning, it helps blood flow. It helps lose weight. It helps your mind function better. I tried it one time. I thought my head was going to explode. I'm just saying, it was so stinking cold. Y'all know about cold, though. Y'all don't even know cold showers. Just jump in the lake. Anyway, so, but here's the thing. I remember what Jesus said here. Jesus had a heart burden for kind of like I did those blackberries. And here's the crazy thing. He's about, is this bothering you if I walk back and forth? Okay, just making sure. Hello. Anyway, so here we go. So Jesus lets us in on what's really important to him. He gives us a very similar thing in a very different field, right? A very different patch, if I can say it that way. So you ready? Here we go. Look at what he says in verse, uh, verse 35. And Jesus, there he is, right? And Jesus, he went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues or places of worship, proclaiming the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, that was yesterday, and healing every disease and every affliction. And when he saw the crowds. Now, understand this. Jesus is all about seeing people right? I need you to hear that this morning because we need to hear that, you know? Sometimes it feels like God's really not paying attention. Sometimes it feels like he's snoozing a little bit on us, or maybe he's at a distance. But the cool thing is that Jesus sees every one of us. That's the cool thing about Jesus. He's not a God that's unaware of who you are and what you're doing, right? He's not a God that doesn't laugh, you know? Psalm 2, he laughs. He's not a God that doesn't give you things to enjoy. He gives you things to enjoy. But he's a God that also sees you and what's going on in your life. He really cares, so he says, so he saw the crowd and he had compassion for them. He's moved inside because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, now hold on. I want you to hear this week. It's been a fun week with you guys. Like you kind of prayed for one another like you know what I'm talking about. You've, you've, you've said this is kind of tough and we pray for each other and we look to Jesus and heard the gospel yesterday, the good news, like just to remind ourselves of that. And then today I want you to hear that this passage is really for any of us in here. But if, if you're kind of hearing from God going, man, I, I want to belong to him. I want to be his. I'm ready to follow. This is for you today, too. But here's what he says. If anybody in here, any of us, wants to follow Jesus, if any of us are following Christ, he's talking to disciples. He's talking to people who belong. He's inviting people who don't belong yet, but he's talking to people who want to follow Jesus with everything they've got, right, or on that journey. So here it is. You know what Jesus is speaking? He's speaking to you like a friend. He's, it's, like, it's like Jesus sitting on the stage, right? He's sitting here right in front of us, and he wants to share with us what's on his heart. This is something like that's a, that's a, that's a burden for him. This is something that drives him. This is something you could say that keeps him up at night. This is something he might cry over, you know? This is something he might get angry. This is something he wants us to hear. It's really, really important to Jesus, like really important to him, right? And here's what he says. You ready? If you're ready to go, I'm ready. I'm ready. 
I just love watching y'all respond to stuff like that. Y'all are the best. I'm serious. Here we go. Here's what he says to his disciples. So what I want to do when I hear Jesus talking, I mean, this is the one that's taken care of me all my life, even through difficult times. I'm going to lean in a little bit. You know, I want to lean into who he is and what he's got to say. Because this is what he's, he's telling us. He has made blind people see. He's not just made blind people see. He's made them see life in a different way. He's made deaf people hear. He's not just made deaf people hear. He's made them hear his voice and follow him. He's done so many crazy things throughout history and in each of our lives. I want to listen to what he's got to say. You know, you ready? So here we go. Everybody lean in a little bit. Everybody lean forward. I'm going to get back up on stage. See if I can get up back up here. Oh, here we go. I'm going to lean in. I want to, let's, let's lean in a little bit. Let's hear what Jesus has to say. You ready? Here he goes. He says, and it's, I mean, can't you imagine like he's just right here just, just t- talking to us, you know? He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers and the workers who have my heart are very few. Did you hear like the, the twisting of his, of his insides? Did you hear like the turning of his heart? Did you, did you feel that for him? He's like, the harvest is plentiful, meaning it's time. It's time. People are ready to hear about the love of God, to see the love of God in action. They're ready to come into the, to his, to his house because he wants his house full. He says, it's time. Like people are ready. There is no shortage of people who are ready to come into the family of God. There's not. There's no shortage of people that are ready to hear this, to see this, to experience this in a a new way, in a unique way, in a fresh way. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but here i got a problem. Now, Jesus says, I've got a dilemma. You ready? So we lean in, and he goes, I have very, very few people who are willing to have my heart about the world in which they live. Did you hear that? Like as a friend, like Jesus is going, y'all, people are ready. It's time. Like I think there's an excitement in his voice going, it's time. Like it's, it's ready. Like we got something to do. We got adventures to go on. Like it's time. But I do not have very many people who are willing to join me. If I had some glass right now, I think I'd just, just break it. Because how is that even possible? For instance, in North America, how is that possible? You, you know, I've, I've never heard this before. I, I made it up, but there's nothing new under the sun. Brian probably made it up. I just stole it from him. But I believe it's possible today, like in where we live in, in our country, especially in the South, but all around, I believe it's possible. How, I believe that, that we are the most poured into generation, biblically speaking, in the history of the world, because every generation learns from the previous generation. And we have everything at our fingertips. We can listen to the best sermons you've ever heard on, on whatever, online. We are the most poured into generation in the history of the world, yet we seem to be the least poured out. And let me tell you why that's, that's a bad thing. Because the more and more we hear the word of God, awesome, the more and more it either numbs us to God or makes us closer to God. The more we hear it and just let it sit, we get southern fried and sanctified, minus the sanctified part, or we die. The Sea of Galilee gets poured into and flows out. It springs with life. The Dead Sea gets poured into and never has an outlet, and nothing lives there. You see what I'm saying? Like this, Jesus going, guys, people are ready. It's time. It's so exciting. I just don't have very many people who are wanting to join me or who stay in the, in the game with me, who stay in the fields with me. 
Because Jesus' heart right here is so interesting because he looks out. I want you to see Jesus. I want you to know him. He looks out over this crowd and over the world, and he goes, I see people who are lost and hurting. I see believers who are, law, who are hurting bad. I see people who are, feel beat down because of religion, because they think this is what God's like, and it's not what he's like. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, I see you, like Jesus says. I, I see what's going on around you. I see the people who feel overlooked and undervalued. Like, they don't feel like they have any value. I, I see the people who are trying to perform all the time and do all the right things, but, but feel so distant from God. You know, I see the difficulty that you're going through. Like, God, Jesus is going, I see you. I, I, need, I need you to hear, Jesus says, that don't let your heart be troubled, right? Don't be afraid. Don't be anxious and afraid, right? Why? I'm the truth. I'm the way. We're just saying about it. I'm there. I want you to come to know that. I want that to live in you. I want you to, to believe that more than ever. Because Jesus really, really sees people. I, he wants everybody to feel like they belong. He wants everybody to know they've got a place in his house and in his kingdom and in his mission. That's what he longs for. That's what he's after, that's who Jesus is. That's why he came for, right? He came to feel like he, like he was displaced so that you would never have to. You, you got it? Like that's the good news about Jesus. And my goodness, he says, I, what I need, what is needed is I just need willing people who are willing to potentially brave the heat and the mess and the muck and the junk of people's lives, who are willing to have my heart and love the people that I've put right in front of you. That's it. Like that's it. It's not more complicated than that. That's it. Jesus, that's what I'm after. And he's not just after me to do that. He's after all of us to be a part of that. That there literally is something that's on his heart that we get to carry out. That's, that's called purpose. That's called passion. That's called life. That's called goodness. And that's what Jesus is after, right? I mean, that, that's, that's what he wants. And so I think he looks at us this morning in love to go, it's time. And he's asking you to be a part of something that's so much bigger than, your, than ourselves, you know? Because it's, I don't know about you. I could be wrong here. But you guys are poured into so phenomenally. I have literally never been a part of a place that does it as well as here. I'm serious. It's incredible. So, like, that's a gift, right? That's a gift that's going to continue to grow in you and do all of its work in you. And it's going to be so great. Like, I'm telling you, this is great. But I'm telling you here that the idea is, is that at some point in time, at some point in time, more than ever, more than what's going on now, more than ever, is that Jesus is kind of walking around the room by his spirit just going, I'm looking. Is there somebody I can show myself strong on behalf of? Is there somebody whose heart wants to be blameless towards me? You know? I and mean, is there somebody here? That's what he's after, right? I don't care if it's one or a hundred. But Jesus literally is going, how many of you have been, have just are going, man, I love reading about it. That's, the point is we read it so we can know him and follow him the way these people did. I love hearing about stories. I love that. Praise God. But I don't want to just hear about it. I want to play the game. You know, I want to be a part of it. I want to get in the game. I want to, I want to be, so to speak, I want us to be history makers, you know, in our own generation. And that's not something that's unattainable with Christ. He's looking for people to go, hey, I want you to be my main plan of reaching the people and loving the people and caring about the people that I put in front of you in unique and personal ways that look like you. Can I tell you right now? Life with Jesus with you does not look like me up here. Some of you it might. You need to answer that call. Praise God for that. But most of you it will not. And it is no less. Matter of fact, I think it might be better. 
but it will look like you. It will look like your passions and your excitements and your desires. It will look like what your past is all about. And God will put all that together to make you and him do some really neat things together. Why? Because it's time. It's time to do that. Like I'll give you an example. Like my Mimi, <laughs> I don't know if I have a Mimi, that's what we do in the South, I don't know. But my Mimi, she lived in, um, in, a, in the area of South Jackson when she was alive. And I can remember right at the end of her life, my granddaddy had passed away. And, um, and I remember her sitting there and, and her telling me with all the honesty she could muster up, because Paul, like I'm 88 years old. I have a fixed income, you know, in her mind, she didn't have a Bible degree or whatever, which is cool. She said, I don't have that. She goes, my husband's dead, my granddad's gone, right? I don't, I'm an old, I can barely move around. I sit on the porch all day long. That's all I do. You know, I listen to the police scanner. That's all I do. She goes, now watch it. She goes, Paul, what can I do with Jesus? What can I do for God? Let me tell you something. You don't have to be 88 years old to feel that way, do you? How many of us right now feel that same way? What can I do for God? Like, what can I offer to the, to the king, you know? How can I make a difference in somebody's life that lasts forever? You know, that's not just her. That's any of us here. We feel that way. I looked at her. I said, Mimi. I said, Mimi, God has literally brought all the kids in the neighborhood to your front porch after school. I said, you don't have to just share your God stories and give them a sermon. You don't have to do that. They're just here. Why? They want to know your life stories. They want to know what it was like to ride a dinosaur. You were there. Tell them. Let them know what it was like. Girl, you, was, you was there in the beginning. She, and here's what she did. She literally looked at me. And she goes, eyes light up. She goes, Paul, I got cookies. I said, well, you did have cookies. They were very good. I appreciate that. We'll get you some more later. You know those little butter ones you put on your finger? You know what I'm talking about? You Anyway, those are really good. But anyway, so what she, what she became known as, now remember, she didn't have a lot, right? But see, something shifted in her. It's almost like she heard Jesus go, hey, join me here. Here's what I want you to see. Here's who I've put in front of you. Here's who I want you to talk to. Here's who I want you to spend time with. You see what I'm saying? Because you could either go, oh, there's kids coming to my, to my porch. But now she had a kingdom mission. She had the heart of God towards these kids, right? So every so often, she'd just give them cookies and just talk about life stories. And then she'd just kind of briefly share something God had done and and now she's passed away. But that, that impact, that kingdom impact, lives long after she's gone. And it would do the same for you as well. Why? Because it's Jesus' heart. And when I know he wants something, something's going to happen as a result. And that's, that's me, me, right? That doesn't have to be you, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you think, I don't have much. Guess what? God created the world out of nothing. God took five loaves and two fish and fed the multitudes. What might he do with your life? You see what I'm saying? I mean, God, God can take an old boy from Mississippi and do something with him. Look, you don't have to be an extrovert. You, you don't have to be an introvert, introvert. Wherever God made you, that's what's good. For instance, when I grew up, I'm not saying anything about athletes. You don't have to be an athlete to get this. When I grew up, I was known in the school as like the funny, dumb jock. Not that jocks are dumb, but when I came, that was true, right? So well, I was known as like the funny, dumb jock. I mean, like I was like, hey, if the shoe fits give it to somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, wear it. So I didn't, I didn't make good grades in school. That was me because I didn't care. Like, I made, I literally, like, the only A I ever got in high school was in the form of a greeting. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Hey, good to see you. You know, that's, that's the only A I ever made in high school, you know? I literally made a 49 on my ACT. Literally. And if you didn't get that, you might have too. But anyway, so that's a 15, 17, 17, put them together. That is a true statement, by the way. I'm just saying. That's changed since then, but it happened then. And you know what? But when I hear Jesus say this, I'm like, you know what? This is, how I, this is what I enjoy. This is what I'm good at. This is what, who he wants me to see. And now my wife and I do things that, like, with, and we invest in other people and all that kind of stuff. We have a blast doing it because it looks like us. I want you to know that, looking, that following Jesus, seeing who he sees, really looks like you. 
It doesn't look like me. And that's his plan. That's what he's after, you know? I mean, guys, look at, look at the people that God used. Name me somebody God used in the Old Testament. Name it out loud. David, good. Anybody know how old David was when he fought Goliath? He was your age. <laughs> he was a teenager. But yet before that, he was fighting bears and lions. He was taking them down. And he was getting to know God. It was everyday stuff. He was a teenager, for crying out loud. Give me somebody else in the Old Testament. Noah. Noah was just a builder. If you like tinkering with stuff, who did I see the other day in that little tinker lab that was really cool working on something in there? I don't know if it's called tinker. I'm not sure. Sorry if I blew that. I'm sorry. I don't know what that's called. We didn't have that in, in Mississippi. <laughs> we was like, yeah. anyway, so, um, but like Noah was a builder, but more than that, he was a prophetic weatherman. Oh, uh, it's going to rain. Boat. Doesn't sound too hard, does it? <laughs> right? Give me somebody else in the Old Testament. Ruth. Who? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Ruth, guess what? All she did was she honored her mother-in-law. I want you to think about that. And then she just simply did things that was the betterment for her, and God took over from there. Do you see that? That's everyday life we're talking about. She's saying, like, if I honor my parents or I take care of my grandparents, like, that's honoring. You better believe it in Jesus' name it's honoring. And God remembers it for eternity. That's what I want you to see. It's everyday stuff, everyday people, right, that, that Jesus is after. He's not after superstars, you know. He's after everyday people who are willing to hear him and then respond the way that he wants you to. You know, that's what, he, that's what he's after. That's what he's doing. Like I'll tell you, a girl named Katie Elliott, when she was a teenager, there was a, there was a, um, a place that she drove by every day until in her heart, it's almost like she heard Jesus go, hey, it's time. Those people right there. She said, I know, and this is an area, no offense, this is an area of her life that, that, that is much like Blackberries that is here today and gone tomorrow, a part of Mississippi. And it's, and it's all races, so don't, don't get in your mind one way. It's all people that live here, but that, that literally that particular place was here today, gone tomorrow, just like Blackberries in, in a pasture, right? People were, were living and dying very quickly in that area. She said, here's what I can do. I can do one sack lunch a month, 30 of them, one time a month. That's all she did eventually God sent other people. And guess what? God will send other people, right? He will eventually. And so now it's known as lunches for Christ. She's now passed it off to somebody else and she's, she's in cosmetic stuff. And she's still serving the Lord. You see what I'm saying? One time a month made a big difference as she listened to people and loved people right where they were, not where they, you think they should be. That's big, you know? I can remember uh, my, my oldest daughter when she was much younger. She, uh, we were in uh, Birmingham Mall and uh, that, you know, Six Flags Over Jesus area in there, that kind of thing. Not Mall of America. Good grief. Anyway, so I felt the hole burn in my pocket, and my kids weren't even here, okay? When I went over that little... Anyway, so, um, but she, we were passing out gospel tracts. Simple way, but for her, that was something that she could do at that stage, she felt like. And she wanted to do it. So she was going to people, hey, did you get one of these? Did you get one of these? And one guy, I guess, thought she was giving him money. And she goes, he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, Dad, that guy said that he didn't need this, meaning he didn't want it like it was money. He goes, he said he didn't need it. I looked at him and said, oh, you need this, and gave it to him, right? And then he read it. But what is that? At, at, at a four- or five-year-old stage, that was God's main plan in action. Now she's 12, and she bakes cookies. Praise God. You know what she does? She, she's very introverted. She goes and she gives, she bakes cookies, and her brother and sister go give them to the neighbors. <laughs> Guess what? It is no less part of what Jesus is talking about here. She's a kingdom laborer right where she is. Why? Because it's what she enjoys, and she sees the neighbors. You know what? They had, they, he just had surgery. Let's, let's, I'm going to make him some cookies. Levi, go take it to him. Boom. Both are used in the plan of God. 
What about you? You know, what about, what about the possibilities of you and God? Like my mom, who is, uh, I'm not saying how old she is, she's in her 60s. But anyway, so she, out in the middle of nowhere in the country where we live, she noticed there was a lot of people who were widows, the sweetest ladies in the world. And she said, you know what? Let's just, I've just kind of noticed there's a, lot, there's a lot of these ladies here that they've lost their husbands. I'm just going to have them over just for like tea and cookies or whatever they were drinking, coffee, and just to talk. Wasn't it like Bible study at the time? And that? Let's just talk. It is now the highlight of the whole neighborhood. It's called, it's, they call it down and around girls. Guess what? That is God's main plan in action. Do you see what I'm saying? Jesus going, I got lots people right in front of you ready. They are so ready. Many of you in here are ready to come into the family. But here's what I need. Here's what I need. I need people who are willing to have my heart and get into the fields of people's lives. And in the fields, it is hot. It is, it is hard work. Jesus, I'm with you, though. I'll give you strength to do this. He goes, I'm looking for laborers. I'm looking for workers. I'm looking for kingdom-hearted people who want to grow and want to have my heart and get after it with me in this way. Right? Oh, the possibilities. Can I tell you what I think is hurting us now? Is that we have lost the ability to dream. We've lost the ability to imagine what could be every day that we wake up. We've lost a sense of adventure with God. You know? Oh, my goodness. But I want you to know there's a lot left to do, guys. Th hear me out. Everybody raise your hands real quick. Like, but like, almost like when you're excited. You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, like this. Come on, it's okay. You can do it. It's okay. Hope you put deodorant on. If not, we love you. Anyway, so. Sorry, I just, I'm not doing I'm actually do this. I just, this is really fun right now. I don't know why I'm doing this. Anyway, so watch this. I don't know, I'm not saying you ought to see Braveheart. This is like a Braveheart moment for me. When I think of this, right, when I think of this, that there is something for us to do with Jesus, like there's something, an adventure to go on, this, this is what I want us to do. You ready? Yeah! I'm serious. Boom! <laughs> Y'all are really funny, by the way. <laughs> not as funny as me, but anyway. But here's why I'm telling you that, right? Everything you're learning, everything you're learning should drive this for you, right? All the phenomenal teaching should, is love grows in your heart, then you're going to begin to see the people that Jesus sees, right? You're going to be to have ideas. Some people might say, you know what? I think we ought to do more prayer here. Boom. That's what God's telling you to do. Do it, right? You know what? Talk to Brian. I think, you know what? I'm, I'm noticing this. We could do it. Boom. Go do it, right? You see what I'm saying? You're putting, your, you're putting hands to act. You're putting your feet on the ground, and you're doing stuff with God, and that is the heart of God. And I know that it might seem intimidating because this could be across the street, out the door, or it could be across the world for you. I don't know that for you, but Jesus does. Jesus knows that for you. And this is exciting. This can be great, you know? We all, uh, y'all remember them blackberries I told you about? Y'all, I went to, uh, I went to Asking. I went over, like, it's like, imagine like this is it right here. I went over here and I was like, hey, hey, people that knew me, by the way, I said, hey, total strangers, hey, can you come help me? Who are you? You're a creepo. Anyway, but he's like, hey, can you come help me? Uh, man, it's just too hot. I really like air conditioner. I like my comfort. Okay. Hey, hey, okay, could, could, you, could you come help me out there? And this is what we're going to do and this kind of stuff. And they love, they, they love me, right? They go, oh, no, dude, I'm terrified of snakes. Oh, okay. I come over here and I get over this way and I'm like, hey, 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 could, could, you, could, you, come, could you come help me out, out in the fields and pick these blackberries? Tons of cobbler, boo, it's going to be great. Come on, fam. Oh, no, man. Oh, man, no. Look, I, I, those red bugs and chiggers, they eat me alive. I can't do it. 
And I, as the more I'm going, the more I'm finding that there are really, I had one person come out one day, literally for like 30 minutes, and they got eaten alive by red bugs, and it was too hot, and they went back home. I'm not mad at them. But what I found is, is that for me, this was a heart cry. Like I needed help, and there was nobody that was willing to come out and brave it with me. Nobody that was willing to say, here's why I brave it, because of what's coming. And you know what I found out? And this is true. Everybody, everybody want to sit on the porch and wait and eat the cobbler. But there are very few people who want to get off the porch and get in the field and see the need and do what it takes to pick those berries. And I think in the same way, Jesus is telling us the same thing. There are very, everybody wants to wait for eternity. Everybody wants to get, get all the goods now. Everybody wants to do that. But there are very few people that want to have my heart and get out in the fields and notice the people and do the things that I'm asking them to do with my help and with my presence, with me being with you. There are very few. And Jesus is inviting every one of us off the porch to get in the game and in the fields across the street and around the world, whatever he says. Man, and all those blackberries, y'all, all those potential cobblers, whoo, I'm about to cry, all those future cobblers, well, they died, and they ended up being lost, and they were no more. It's like all those deer and fish swimming away. We can't even get them. And yet how much more important are people to God than blackberries? It's time. It's time. Now, for those of you that are in the game, off the porch, good job. Keep going. Keep going. And if you know people who are modeling this for you, text them and call them. If it's people here at school, write them a note or tell them face-to-face. If you're your pastor, you pastor, tell them. Your parents, tell them. Uh, people around you, tell them, right? Keep going. Keep going. But I know one thing, that Jesus has told all of us his heart today, that the harvest is plentiful and people are ready. It's time. But I need people to join me, he said. I need people to keep going with me, he said. I need people to have my heart for the people that I put right in front of them in exactly the way that I've made them and built them, with all the things that they are, with all of who they are. Because he doesn't just want you to do something. He wants you to be something. When you be something, you do something with God, right? Because I'm going to tell you right now that the world around you is ripe for the picking. I know it. It is. It's ripe. It's ready. You say, well, Paul, I'm in, a, I'm in a Christian school. Like, what does that even look like? Oh, that's easy. Galatians 6 says, hey, take every opportunity to do good to, the, to those like, in the, like, that don't know Christ, but especially those that do. What does God want you to do here? There's work for you to do here. You've got to ask him about it. So people are ready. It's time. It's time. And I'll close with this. There was a, a guy, by, and some of you may have known that just from being here. There's a guy by, that started the Salvation Army by the name of William Booth. And uh, basically, long story short, in England, when all the people were like, hey, I got all this money. I don't care about the poor. He's like, Jesus says, hey, I see these people over here. And they were really rough people, too. I ain't going to lie. It was just all different types of people, and they were just really bad in that area. And he's like, I see them. So over a lifetime, he went to love them the best way he knew how, right? So I, I hear Jesus. He died for them the same thing, right? And so at the end of his life, they, they honored him with kind of an award. And this guy asked him, he said, he said, you reached people that no one else thought was possible. 
How did you do it? And with tears in his eyes, he starts tearing up. He goes, let me tell you something. I did not have much education. I didn't have the greatest education. What could you do with it? I don't know. Maybe a lot more. I didn't have the greatest education. I didn't have much money. Hashtag praise God. I didn't have much money. There's not much about me, but watch what he said. He said, but let me tell you what the difference was. He said, the Lord had all of William Booth that there was to have. And the guy said, I figured out the secret of following Jesus. He said, the greatness of our power is found in how willing we are, how much we are willing to surrender. It's time. It's time. You hear him? It's time. And the neat thing about what Jesus is asking here at the end of Matthew, he doesn't say, go storm the gates. Go fly overseas. That might come. He said something so unique. He said, listen to him. I'm going to let him tell you. He said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray your guts out. <laughs> I want you to pray as, as if this is the most important thing in your life. Pray to me. who I'm the Lord. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the God of the harvest. It's my harvest. And I'll send out who I want to at the right time. Did you hear that? So up front, Jesus doesn't say, hey, I want you to go burst the doors open. He said, I want you to come to me first and talk to me about it and let me pour. See, prayer is not just lifting up requests to God. It is also God pouring his heart into you. You see what I'm saying? And that's what he wants. So if Jesus is sharing his heart with me, I'm just going to share it with you, and I'm going to leave it in your court. I'm going to leave it in our court today because it's time. And this looks like you. Oh, the possibilities of life with Christ. And you want it too, don't you? You just want to leap out there, I'm ready. Whoo! So here's what I'm going to ask us to do. I'm only going to ask us to do what Jesus asked us to do, right? I'm not big on this or that. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But I see so many kingdom laborers here. So many. And some of you are doing awesome with that. Keep going. And some of you want to get in, get in the game, right? Because Jesus bled and died. So not so that we could just, oh, go do what we want to do, try harder. No, but so we could trust in this mission, in this journey, in this life. We could look to him who is the king and the Lord of the harvest because he's the one who's done it all. And we're just following right after him. That's it. You ready? You ready to, to talk to Jesus about it? Because this is what he wants. This is what he said. This is what he's after, and his compassion is moved towards you and me. His compassion is moved towards, Lord, who do you want me to see today? Who do you want me to notice today? Not like in dating sense, but who do you have a heart for today? What do you have a heart to do today? And he came to seek and save us. He came to be with us. It's an invitation. I want you with me, Jesus. Can't you see him? Can't you see him? I want you with me. I want you with me. <laughs> and you'll laugh, and you'll have a blast, and it'll be hard. But he says, I'm always with you. Hey, notice that person over there. Go talk. Hey, 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 write something to this person. Over. Hey, hey. And it'll look like a thousand different ways because each of you are unique in a special way. Guys, girls, adults, didn't matter. You ready? It's time. All right. So here's what we're going to do. Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy at all. I like wide open. 
Like when you sign like a covenant with like a marriage contract, I don't close my eyes. Hey, honey, let me sign this. You know what I'm saying? Eyes wide open. Because if we're going to be family, then we're going to do this together. You know? So I'm going to ask you right now two things. Okay? Never feel pressured. I just want you to hear from him. Right? Because if, if we don't know, get to know and love him, that's why he's saying come to him. I want you to know me. I want you to love me. And then you'll be able to do what I ask you to do together. Right? First thing, you ready? I believe without a shadow of a doubt, and I know in a Christian group, you're like, ah, I believe without a shadow of a doubt that, that Jesus, it's time for you, some of you. I mean, I actually think one or two of you, actually. I actually think one guy and one girl. I could be wrong about this. It's time for you is that you're ready to turn from your sin and trust in Christ. That's it's time for you. Some of you, I think at least two here. I'm pretty confident about that. I could be wrong. I've been wrong once before in my life. So it's time for you is that you're ready to give up the way you've been doing things, turn from a life that you want to control, and you want to receive Christ. You want to give everything to him, right? With everybody looking around. Remember, I'm not embarrassed no matter what happens. I know God's got this. It's time for some of you in here. If you want to come to Christ, if you're ready to turn from sin and give everything, say, Lord, I want to follow you. I want, I want you. If that's you right now, we're family. I mean, look, when my boy got saved at one of my camps I did last year at eight years old, do you think I was like, he wasn't embarrassed? He's like, Dad! I was like, boo! We got to start rejoicing, not like, oh, well, they'll fall in two years, they'll fall next week. Bull, shame on you. <laughs> shame on you. You ready? Here we go. I'll be quiet now. Jesus says it's time. If that's you, you want to come to Christ today? You want to, give it, you want to just trust him? You want to come into the family so there's a place for you? He says, I want my house full, by the way. <laughs> if that's you, not that the standing saves you so that we can see your heart's desire and we can applaud and cheer God on. You ready? If that's you today, I want you to stand to your feet on the count of three. You ready? If you're ready to come to Christ today, you want to give him everything, you want to trust him, you want to follow him for the rest of your life, no matter what. It's Christ or nothing. Ready? On the count of three, I want you to stand proudly, it, or humbly, I guess, maybe. <laughs> that might be better. On the count of three, you're ready. Y'all excited? Let's go. Come on. Here we go. On the count of three, stand up. Come on. One, two, three. Stand up. Stand to your feet. Come into Christ. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. I don't care if this, you think, oh, that's before. I don't care. Come on. Give me a, give me a southern hallelujah. Woo! Right. Brian, you see everybody? Just to make sure. All right. Okay. Y'all keep standing. Keep standing. Now. I want you to see your family. Now, you could say, well, this happened before. I don't care. It's not about us. It's not about this or that. Hey, in your own way, would you just, I know you may never talk to Jesus, or maybe you talk to him all the time. I just want you to tell Jesus what's on your heart. I want you to say, Lord, this, this, and this. Maybe if you need some way to pray, Brian is right back there. He can guide you through this. If you need a female, there's female teachers. I'm going to ask you to talk to Jesus first. And then I want you to find Brian or one of the teachers and tell them about your decision to re receive Christ, okay? I'm going to pray real quick, but I want you to pray and talk to Jesus first, okay? You ready? Let's pray real quick. Let's pray real quick. You that are standing, you don't have to repeat after me, but I want it to be personal. I want you to talk to Jesus about what's going on, right? I want you to tell him how sorry you are about your sins and that you want him to have, come in and have, your, have his way. And you want to follow him all your days by his grace. Okay? In your words, I'm going to give you a few minutes. Talk to him now. Okay? Ready? Go.
Lord, hear their cries, and I know that you do. Welcome them to your family the way that you see is right and good for them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Now, I want you to see, hey, I want you guys to see Brian. You see people around. Y'all go to somebody after so they can pray for you and get you plugged in. Tell your D groups, right? Y'all see everybody around them. Encourage them. Talk to them. Let them tell you what's going on. You encourage them, guys. That's what family does. Okay, y'all be seated. Now, second thing. Second thing. You ready? The second thing is for every single believer in the, in the house. Every, every single believer here is what Jesus says. He says, I want you to come to me, and I want you to pray like this is the most important thing. Well, Paul, that's hypocrisy. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. That's love. We have bought into the lie, especially in a context of sometimes like schools that have us all the time. We think, oh, I'll see what happens to that person the next day or the next day or whatever. That's not hypocrisy. I'm obeying Christ now. Why aren't you? Today is the day that God looks at. That's love. You think like, oh, well, you don't love your wife if you, you, know, if you do loving things even though you don't feel love for her. I'm sorry. The Bible says repent and do the things you did at first. That's love. So here's what we're going to do. And I, by the way, I'm not going to ask you to do this alone. I'm going to do this too. I'm going to be down here. You can be there. In your seat where you are, if you've got room, I think it's better that way. You can, uh, if you want to, if it's easy, if you need to get out of the house, I don't want like, chaos. If you can get on your, on your knees in your seat, that's great. If you need a little more space, just kind of quietly do that. But Jesus says, come to me and talk to me about it. Here's what I want you to pray in your own words. Lord, would you make me a, a laborer with you? Would you give me your heart for people? Right? And number two, Jesus, would you raise up more here? Right? Would you raise up more kingdom-hearted people to have your heart here? Lord, is there something you want me to say? Is there something you want me to be? Is there something you want me to do? How do you want to use my life, everything about it, good and bad, for your purposes today? How do you want to use my likes and dislikes for your purposes today? Right? So in your own words, basically, this is how I sum it up. Just talk to him. I, I, he's saying, please forgive me. I, I'm not against dear God, all right? I love writing letters. But I think it's good if that's where you are. But just say Jesus, right? Please say Jesus. You say, well, I don't know him that well. Oh, how are you going to get to know him? Right? Jesus, Lord, would you show me? Show me yourself. Lord, I want to I be with you. Jesus, would you make me a kingdom laborer? And would you raise up more here? Jesus, would you speak to me about maybe who you want me to, 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 to care for or what you want me to do? And then just listen. I don't care if you hear something or not, you will, right? But pray and let him talk to you too sometimes, you know? And here's what's cool. You're obeying him, and I cannot stress that that's love. See, he agrees with that. Anyway, so, and that, you know what that means? It's time. <laughs> so I'm going to give us just a few minutes. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask you to get, if you can, right where you are, and if you need to, just a few minutes, if you need more room, you can do this, right? I'm going to pray, and here's the thing. As I'm praying, would you get in your prayer position and posture and talk to Jesus, right? Here we go. You ready? I'm, as I'm praying, get down. Let's talk to Jesus. I mean, how many people are praying right now? It's going to be so good. All right, let's, as I'm praying, y'all go ahead. Lord, we're getting down. We're obeying you, whether we feel like it or not. We trust you. We ask that you would speak to us as we speak to you. Raise up more laborers and workers here. Show them, God, yourself. Help them encounter you, Lord God. As in silence, we talk to you now and we listen. Pour your heart and your spirit out in our hearts through, through, uh, through your grace. As we pray, listen, oh God.
And Lord, we are able to talk to you only because it is true that you have borne our griefs, you have carried our sorrows. And we esteemed you stricken. We looked at you and go, God don't want nothing to do with him. But you were pierced for our transgressions and sins. You were crushed for what we did to you and crushed for what we've done and thought. And on you was the punishment that we deserve, but yet it brings us peace. You're God's peace, child. And God, you, we know that we've gone astray. We know whether we, we know you or don't, God, yet we know we've gone astray over and over again. Every one of us have turned to our own ways. We think we know what's best. But, Father, you laid on Jesus the sin of every single one of us. And that is why we can talk to you. That is why you can hear us in Christ. That is why you can lift our heads and say, I'm proud of you because of Jesus Christ. Raise up kingdom-hearted, minded laborers, O God, for both in the school, across the street, and around the world. Show these students and adults what your heart desires and what you want, and then let their entire life be about that. That is purpose. That is meaning. That is life. That calms anxiety and fear. That cast out war. You said cast our anxiety on you because you care for us, but we're sometimes anxious and afraid because our hands are not doing the things that you want us to do. And they're finding other things to do that don't bring us life. So, Lord, I pray for your greatest blessing and grace on this student body, on the leadership, and on this school. May this be a place that continues to raise up and send out harvest workers who have in their hearts for the rest of their life your voice going, it's time. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, love y'all a ton. Thank you for listening in on our Encounter podcast. You can find previous Encounter recordings and who will be coming in future weeks on our Southwest Christian High School webpage, www.swchs.org. Click on Student Life and Encounter. Again, thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep your eyes fixed, not on speakers, teachers, or institutions, but on Christ, the author and the perfecter of our faith.